the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. All across the Gulf South, it's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Catholic Community Radio. Good morning. You're listening to Wake Up on this beautiful Tuesday morning. We're so glad to have you with us today. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Alicia Quibido and Damian Collado. Hey, guys. Good, good morning. morning. Happy All Saints Day. Happy hey, All yes. Saints Day. What a beautiful feast day today. It's a good day. It is a good day. Yeah. It is a good day. Yeah. As long as you didn't eat too much candy last night, today's a good day. Uh, even have, if you yeah. did. If you have a little candy hangover, it might not be so good. But probably still hyper if you did. <laughs> That's we were talking earlier this morning. We extra prayers for teachers today, especially of little ones, as they come in after their their sugar yeah. uh, intake last night. Well, let's start this morning on this solemnity of All Saints with prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty, ever living God, by whose gift we venerate in one celebration the merits of all the saints, bestow on us, we pray, through the prayers of so many intercessors, an abundance of the reconciliation with you for each we earnestly long. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All the saints in heaven, pray for us. Pray for us. We have events in your listening area we will give you details about. That'll be in eight minutes, so stay with us. There are a lot of things going on. In 18 minutes, Debbie Shelley joins us. She is the assistant editor with the Catholic Commentator in the Diocese of Baton Rouge. She'll give us an update of what you'll find in this week's issue. In 35 minutes, Michael Caldo with St. Vincent of Paul in Baton Rouge joins us. He'll give us an update on what they're up to this month, and this is probably one of their busiest months of the year, uh, with it being Thanksgiving in a few weeks and getting those meals out to those in need. So we'll get details from Michael. In 48 minutes, Father Brent Mayer joins us. He's a pastor over at St. Agnes Church in Baton Rouge, and he's going to be talking about All Saints Day. So fun facts and just uh, learning more about this wonderful day. And real quick, Damien, before we go to weather, we are live on our YouTube channel. So you can go to YouTube.com and search Catholic Community Radio. Hit that subscribe button and that bell. So every time we go live or post a video, you will get a notification just like that. And join us for the Patriotic Rosary Daily at 12.30 p.m. Central Time on Catholic Community Radio through Election Day, which is actually a week from today are the midterms. So join us as we pray for our country during this time. And don't forget to go out and vote. It's very important. So, yes. Yeah. Damien, what's vote. that weather looking like? <laughs> weather is going to be partly cloudy to cloudy skies today. Yeah, a little overcast, to be honest, but no rain in the forecast. Light, patchy fog in some areas. That's going to burn off quickly. Winds are calm high 78 lows expected to be 58 as i said no rain in the forecast and that's all the way through friday so nice days uh, for the rest of the week uh, it will warm up a little bit as our highs will be in the 80s and the lows gonna 
probably start hanging around 60 to 63 degrees, give or take. Uh, temperatures in and around the area, New Orleans at 65, everywhere else, Baton Rouge, Covington, Gulfport, Homa Thibodeau, Mandeville, all reporting 58-degree temperatures. So uh, pretty consistent weather right now in our area. So did you go trick-or-treating, anyone? No, I didn't trick-or-treat, but it was a great time to visit with neighbors. Well, so we sat outside. So and, the trick or treaters came and visited you. That's right. And okay. in the slow times, we live on a cul-de-sac. So in the slow did times, did you give out much candy? Oh, then? Fine. We did because I was giving out big handfuls because yeah. I kind of overbought. Yeah. Because gotcha. last year we had more kids, but yeah. anyway, how about you, Gabby? Fun. Y'all area had a lot of kids. Oh, of course. Okay. We went to a Halloween party. We we were the trick or treaters, so we had a blast. We got a lot of candy. It was fun. Ah. <laughs> okay. All Saints Day today. We're coming back on Wake Up. Good morning, a blessed solemnity of all saints. I'm Father Chris Decker. Today's gospel comes to us from Matthew chapter 5. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he had sat down, his disciples came to him. He began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. We've heard the gospel, and now we reflect. It is fitting that the Church brings us to the Beatitudes on All Saints' Day, because the saints give us marvelous examples of faithfully living them. When Jesus went up to the Mount to teach, it was in itself a dramatic statement that he is the absolute teacher and the new Moses, who, between heaven and earth, was about to teach a doctrine that can form his disciples and the whole world in holiness. Jesus sits, which was the position of teachers in the ancient world. This idea is preserved in the liturgy when the bishop preaches from the sitting position on the cathedra, the seat of truth. The narrative is presented in a hierarchy of intimacy. First, Jesus is the focus of God's presence at the center. Then his disciples are around him as the direct recipients of his doctrine. And finally, we are all there anonymously with the rest of mankind. In order to deliver this life-changing message, Jesus withdrew from Jerusalem and from all the inhabitations and conveniences of men, just as Moses and the Israelites have forsaken Egypt to receive the divine law. The scene is dramatic as the voice of the incarnate word addresses humanity. God gave the dialogue of the law to Moses and the Hebrew people on Mount Sinai amidst thunder and lightning. In this humble surrounding, Jesus gives his intimates 
the ten invitations to perfect love, for God never forces. Jesus is not only the new Moses, but God himself, who now inscribes the law of his sacred heart on the fickle hearts of men, no longer on tablets of stone. The Greek text says, opening his mouth, he began to teach. It is not only Jesus' human mouth he is opening, but also that unique mouth that is at once both human and divine. He uniquely speaks the very thoughts of God as coming from himself. His words either invalidate or radically relativize every other human consideration, political, economic, philosophical, psychological, or indeed religious. Those who heed his words are indeed happy, blessed, and fortunate. Have a wonderful day. This is Jimmy Sayers. Thank you, Jimmy, and thank you, Father Chris. It is 11 after the hour on a beautiful Tuesday morning, and hope you're enjoying All Saints Day already. Don't forget to go to Mass if you can. And there are a number of events taking place besides All Saints Day. The 2022 New Orleans Pulse Immersion Retreat is coming up on Saturday, November 19th. The early bird discount registration is just $25. And uh, when the price is going to increase to $30, and then the price will also include meals, T-shirts, educational materials for the retreat. Scholarships are indeed available if you'd like more information or if you want to register. You can do it by way of emailing Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-Y, at ProLifeLouisiana.org. Wow. Well, there is something happening this weekend, November 5th, at St. Alphonse in uh, the Catholic Church on Greenwell Springs in Baton Rouge. It's a tent of testimonies. Again, that Saturday, November 5th, from 9 a.m. until 2 p.m., lunch will be provided. It is praise, prayer, fellowship, and testimonies. Uh, there's no charge to attend, and I don't believe that you have to register either. All are invited. And again, that St. Alphonse Church uh, in, on Greenwell Springs in Baton Rouge is in the back parking lot, and you can call their parish office for more information. Wonderful. Well, fish First Friday Fish Fries, that's kind of hard to say. That will be <laughs> held from 10 a.m. until uh, Friday. Okay. For, uh, okay, I'm so sorry. I am trying to, like, figure out how to say you this. You love fish fries. Why are you, are you, is your mouth watering First Friday Fish Fries. <laughs> yeah, that was it. I actually didn't eat any candy last night. Okay, First Friday Fish Fries will be held at 10 a.m. until whenever they run out of fish fries. This will be on Fridays, November 4th, which is coming up, December 2nd and January 6th at St. Francis Xavier School Cafeteria in Baton Rouge. Not the one in Metairie, so in Baton Rouge, St. Francis Xavier in Baton Rouge. Meals are $13 each and include fish, mac and cheese, potato salad, peas, and cake. And delivery is available for 10 or more orders. 
And for more information, you can call the church office, but there are so many numbers on here. I'm actually going to post this in the comment section for today's Facebook live video in case those are driving or getting ready. So that sounds like a lot of fun. There yes. you go. Oh, yeah. Fish fries are great. Uh, <laughs> you know, Redbird Ministries uh, is presenting Follow Me, a Grieving Dad's Retreat at Lumen Christie Retreat Center in Shriver, uh, or Shriver uh, Louisiana, December 2nd through the 4th. Now, this is something unique. Uh, the retreat is for all men who've experienced any form of child loss, whether it's been a miscarriage in their family, stillbirth, or the loss of an infant child or adult child. To register, just go to redbird.love slash dad's retreat. The deadline to register is Friday, November 18th. Wow, that's a, such a beautiful ministry, Redbird. Uh, there is the Pro Vita Divine Mercy Dinner is coming up. And you remember we talked to Emily Froba about this. It raises money for the Youth March for Life in Washington, D.C. Uh, you can go to the Youth March website at uh, youthmarchforlife.org to find out more information about that. It'll be a great event. Stick around. Debbie Shelley from the Catholic Commentator in Baton Rouge joins us. It's a quarter after the hour on Wake Up. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for November 1st. Today we celebrate the Solemnity of All Saints. Today's feast is a reminder that salvation is open to all of us. It is also a celebration of the holy people, known and unknown, formally canonized and not, who are with God in heaven. The earliest certain observance of a feast in honor of all the saints dates to the 4th century commemoration of all the martyrs. Several centuries later, Pope Boniface IV had the bones of early martyrs gathered up and buried beneath the Pantheon, a Roman temple dedicated to all the gods. The Pope rededicated that shrine as a Christian church where the memories of the saints could be honored. Over the centuries, as Christians became freer to worship according to their conscience, the church acknowledged other paths to sanctity beyond martyrdom alone. Many Eastern churches honor all the saints in the spring, either during the Easter season or immediately after Pentecost. Just how the Western Church came to celebrate this feast on November 1st continues to puzzle historians. What's more important, though, is that today's feast honors the famous as well as the obscure, including the saints each one of us has known. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. Good morning. It's 19 min minutes after the hour on Wake Up on this November 1st, the Feast of All Saints. Today is a holy day of obligation, so make sure you uh, check your church listings. We have, we're so fortunate on the Gulf Coast to have so many churches. There are plenty of times to make it to Mass today. We are joined this morning by Debbie Shelley. She is the assistant editor of the Catholic Commentator, the Catholic newspaper for the Diocese of Baton Rouge. Good morning, Debbie. Good morning, good morning. We're so happy to have you with us to find out what's going on in this recent edition of the Catholic Commentator. Most Blessed Sacrament in Baton Rouge has some exciting uh, news, things that are happening there. Tell us about that. Oh, yes, they have had a groundbreaking on two for two different facilities. One is going to be a multi-purpose facility and also a parish hall. 
And uh, Father Todd Lloyd Pouncer said, it's really exciting. We didn't have enough space for any of our events. It was hard for us to have anything. So with the growing needs of the parish, it was very um, necessary to have this. And, and uh, they anticipate it's going to bring uh, a lot of vibrancy to their faith formation programs and just parish life. Wonderful, wonderful. Debbie, do you know the estimate, like when the, the, they've broken ground, do you know when construction is planned to be completed? Yeah, uh, just in the very, uh, it's about, it's in the planning, is okay. already underway. Okay. So okay. we can look for that just about any time. Wonderful, wonderful, that's wonderful. Well, you have an article about our friend Father Tat uh, from St. Jared Parish in Baton Rouge, uh, talking about celebrating the Eucharist. So talk about that article. Oh, yes. You know, um, in this Eucharistic revival we're having, many people still struggle with that question. How do you actually know Mm. that when the body and blood um, are concentrated, the the communion host is actually the body and blood of Jesus? And uh, Father Tat said there's a number of Eucharistic miracles um, that can prove this. But he said the most important thing to remember is that it's the transformation that occurs when you receive the body and blood of Jesus Christ. You are called to go out and be Jesus for others. That's the Eucharistic miracle uh, for him, is the transformation of yourself and your community. Oh, wow. That'll be a great article to read. Uh, You also have a story um, about Father Josh Johnson talking about the lineage of Black Catholics during National Black Catholic History Month. Yes, um, you know, beginning with uh, the call of St. Matthew, who went to Africa, there's been significant contributions um, to not only the arts, the sciences, and mathematics, but to the uh, Catholic faith as well. Um, You know, popes and priests and even martyrs, and uh, for the past 2,000 years, and Although there's not any in the United States, we're hoping that that will soon change. We have six African um, American Black Catholics who are in various stages of canonization process. So yes. um, this will be an opportunity to celebrate the, the beautiful lineage of uh, Black Catholics. Wow, that'll be a, a great a great article to read. Debbie, you also have an article about easing pain through music. Tell us more about that. Oh, yes. I had the opportunity to attend a beautiful concert by international Eric Genius, and he says his ambition is to play for those who are bleeding. Um, He uses his talents um, to bring the beauty of music to those who've been to San Quentin, um, our own Angola, Mm. um, nursing homes, anywhere that they're suffering. And his concern is that um, the damage that you know, the, the music being played today is having, and he wants people to have a positive experience. And he played for Sacred Heart students there, Sacred Heart School, and he really did a nice job of encouraging the students to be all they can be. He said, just contribute a few minutes a day to what you like best, and you will become a virtuoso at whatever you choose to do. He was just very inspiring. That's wonderful. What a great opportunity for those students at Sacred Heart School. Well, it sounds like a packed issue of the Catholic Commentator, the newspaper for the Diocese of Baton Rouge. Debbie, let our listeners know where they can pick up a copy. 
you can um, definitely pick up uh, a copy at the back of your church parish, your church parish on Sundays. And we have another uh, number of retail outlets that you can also receive it. Um, just be looking in our printed editions and online okay. uh, at um, our Dawson website, and uh, that'll direct you to our um, participating um, merchants also that carry the Catholic commentator. But, oh, uh, wonderful, wonderful. Mm-hmm. And that, that website is news.diobr.org. Debbie Shelley, assistant editor with the Catholic commentator, thank you so much for joining us on Wake Up This Morning. Thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. We're happy to hear what's going on. Say, I wanted to remind everybody that Box of Joy Week is coming up uh, pretty soon here. So if you are not familiar with Box of Joy, you could go to boxofjoy.org and find out more. It's a wonderful way to spread Christmas cheer uh, to communities throughout the world who children are not able to experience the joy of Christmas. It's a shoebox size box that you fill with goodies for children, uh, and you can drop it off at Catholic Community Radio. So we have more information about that, mm-hmm. uh, about our our times uh, and our location. If you visit ccradio.live, there is a link there to Box of Joy so you can find out some more information about it. But we do have boxes mm-hmm. here. If you want to pick up an empty box and then bring it back filled, we would love to see you here. So check that out, ccradio.live, yeah. Box of Joy. Yeah. And uh, yeah. There, there's a number of uh, other events taking place. The Provita Divine Mercy Dinner and Salad Auction will be held Wednesday, November 16th in the St. Michael's School Gym. This inspirational night raises scholarships for the young youth and religious who want to attend the Youth March for Life in Washington, D.C., so that's a good event. Mm-hmm. This year's keynote speaker is abortion survivor Dustin Bertrand and the Pro Vita Divine Mercy Dinner. If you want more uh, tickets and more information, just go to marchforlife.org and you'll get everything you need for that event. It's a great event. Great event. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, it's that time of the year for the Women's New Life Clinic Born to Run in Baton Rouge. That's happening on Saturday, November 12th at 8.30 in the morning at North Boulevard Town Square. You can help women in need by participating in Women's New Life Clinic 10th annual Born to Run 5K and Half Mile Fun Run. Your support provides free life-affirming care to women in unplanned pregnancies. Children are $15, students are $20, and adults $30. So womansnewlife.org is where you can go to find out more information. And real quick, Damien, if anyone has any events in their listening area, church parish, or anything coming up for Thanksgiving, Advent, retreats coming up, or even for the Christmas season, you can send it to us for free at our website at ccradio.live. We'll post it on our website calendar, and we might even talk about it on the morning show. And it's absolutely free, and you can send as many events. I've already gotten event submissions for January, February, and July of next year. So send it to us. It doesn't matter how many. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. July. Well, coming up this week on Thursday, the St. Louis the Ninth Art Society is having an event, and it sounds like it's going to be fabulous. Uh, It is their inaugural fundraiser. It's called a Soiree of Art and Beauty. It's Thursday, November 3rd. It's at uh, Notre Dame Seminary in New Orleans. This year's guest of honor is Archbishop Gregory Amen. So it will be wonderful. You can come and appreciate the beautiful 
faith-inspiring works of local Catholic artists from all across uh, all across South Louisiana. So you can find out more information at sl9art.com. That's going to be a great mm-hmm. one. Yeah, it's going to be. So, and definitely. of course, uh, just a reminder for all those who have signed up, Catholic Man Night. That's coming right. up tomorrow night how you like those apples I i'm looking know. for the weather's going to be great the weather will be great coach we paul maneri is going to be speaking yeah. we have a packed house mm-hmm. we, we're, we're maxing yeah. out <laughs> the pavilion at white oak estate and gardens it will be great <laughs> we want to thank our presenting sponsor lind group one solution they have been amazing so generous in supporting catholic community radio and uh and being the the Presenting sponsor of Catholic Man Night is just amazing. So yeah. uh, we're looking forward to a great night. Yeah, Chef Fulz has got it all. Yeah, got some good great brewing. raffle items too. We have some awesome, awesome so raffle items. Surprise those so, guys when they right. show up. That's got right. stogies for you as well. That's right, Regina Cigars from Regina Cigars in New and uh, Florida. Mm-hmm. Good friend of ours with beautiful artwork wow. uh, on each cigar. Uh, our friends at Pelican Craft Brewing are supplying beer. Uh, Neat Wines is helping us with wine selection of course our friends at true blue water and river road coffees they're they never let us down no they're they're wherever we are we've got our true blue <laughs> and our river road that's how we start the morning double fisted right hey. <laughs> a true blue yes. and that's that's got, how we come right in here. every morning so. so yeah so it will be a great yes. time we're looking forward to we're i'm excited to share some information with y'all Thursday morning, yeah. just to tell you how it how it went, yeah. and uh, it will be a great yeah. a great night. Bishop will be there. So many priests from our diocese and yeah. and from the archdiocese. It so is. It's great. a good good night of fellowship. It and will be. Uh, and again, a reminder: don't mm-hmm. forget today's All Saints Day, a holy day of obligation. I happened to go to the vigil last night, yeah. so yeah. I missed out on part of the trick or treating. I know you guys enjoyed that part yeah. of it, but uh, I'm heading to mass at noon. So. <laughs> you know. Hey, stick around because our friend Michael Acaldo with St. Vincent de Paul in Baton Rouge will join us and give us his update. Exciting things happening at St. Vincent de Paul as always. It's half past the hour on Wake Up. Thanks so much for tuning in to Wake Up This Morning. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Alicia Quibido and Damian Collado. Don't forget, today is a holy day of obligation, so check your local Mass times and head to Mass today as we celebrate all saints in heaven. Our next guest is Michael Acaldo. He is the president and CEO with St. Vincent de Paul in Baton Rouge, and today he joins us to give us his monthly update. Hey, Michael, good morning. Thanks for being with us today. Good morning, Gabby. It's great to be with y'all this morning. Absolutely. This is such a busy time of the year for you, Michael. Uh, when do you start prepping? What do you need? Give us give us all the updates. Oh, no doubt about it, Gabby. You are correct. Uh, this is um, the beginning. Uh, all Saints Day is such a great day um, as we uh, celebrate all the saints up there in heaven. And uh, what great examples to follow as we recognize the next uh, couple of months are going to be very uh, challenging in meeting community need because of the current uh, economy and the needs throughout, not only 
the Diocese of Baton Rouge, but the entire country. And certainly along the Gulf Coast, we've seen the impact of high inflation. And I think the cost of turkeys themselves are up 70 percent, along with uh, high increases and all the things that go into uh, the traditional fixings for Thanksgiving, which we will once again, we are beginning that focus and volunteer opportunities will be up on our website uh, by the end of the week um, for Thanksgiving. Um, we will be, as we traditionally do, uh, serving. on. Th- we serve every day of the year, as you know. Uh, on Thanksgiving Day, we really um, dramatically increase our reach. Um, we will be serving at our St. Vincent de Paul dining room. We'll be serving at the River Center with a to-go option, which is people come and they will pick up their meals and, and, and uh, head on back to home. Um, we also uh, will continue what we did last year at St. Jared. We have a uh, site, a meal site at St. Jared, and we'll do that on Thanksgiving Day. And we're adding a South Baton Rouge site at the McKinley Alumni Center, and uh, again, uh, meals uh, will be served to eat there uh, at that site. So collectively, we're we're thinking we'll serve uh, over what we did last year, uh, so over 2,500 mm-hmm. meals for sure, probably somewhere uh, over 3,000 meals in one day to people who are truly in need, and people can help us not only by saying prayers, which that's the first thing we ask for, no matter what we do, and what a uh, spectacular day to do that on, um, then All Saints Day. And then secondly, volunteerism and financial support. Again, on our website at svdpbr.org, at the end of the week, we'll have all of those volunteers' uh, opportunities up and going. Thanksgiving Day um, is really the, the kickoff. It's right before Advent starts, and it's the kickoff mm-hmm. of a very busy season of giving, caring, and loving God's poor. Absolutely. And, Michael, we are actually not going to be talking to you again until December, so I want to make sure that we get all this information out there. For those who need a Thanksgiving meal, um, what are the times for these locations? Will they be on your website, and do they just walk up? How, how exactly does this work? Um, the, the great thing about it is it will be up all on our website as we get closer to Thanksgiving Day, but uh, at our dining room, our traditional service time of 11.30 a.m. will start till 1 p.m. on Thanksgiving Day. The River Center at 11 a.m. through uh, 1.30 uh, at the uh, River Center. Uh, that can be drive-through or sit-down meal. Um, um, the uh, service at St. Jared will begin at 11, and at the McKinley Alumni Center, we're still uh, – going to confirm that time, but it'll be in that 11 to 11.30 time frame. Uh, Again, um, uh, volunteers, financial support to help us purchase some of the goods that are going to be needed. Uh, Everything is higher this year from a cost perspective, so Mm -hmm. that type of support will go a long way in helping us reach uh, those who truly are in need. And, you know, our Christmas efforts to collect toys for children not only in our shelter, but throughout the entire area, uh, will also kick off 
right before Thanksgiving. Um, and uh, y'all have heard me talk about the wrappers of volunteers that come in mm-hmm. and wrap those <laughs> gifts. Uh, and we'll be collecting mm-hmm. the, uh, toys. More on that to come. But uh, right before Thanksgiving, we kick off that effort. And we uh, try to collect toys for all the way, infants all the way through 12 years old. And uh, last year, we touched the lives of uh, about 4,000 kids. And every child got at least two toys, so it was over 8,000 toys that were distributed. And we anticipate a, another big campaign there. People can donate new toys or make a financial donation to our toy drive, which will go a long way at bringing the uh, Christmas spirit into the lives of children mm-hmm. in need. All that will be posted later this month on svdpbr.org. And also, do you provide coats or anything? I know that sometimes that cold snap sneaks up on us, and we kind of don't really know what to do, at least for me. Uh, We're digging in our closet trying to get that coat. But for those who are at the shelter and need that, do you have a coat drive like you do regularly? Yeah, we were with Pat Shingleton and WBRZ. We've been a... uh uh, a part of his campaign for many, many years, and it supplies coat, our coat needs for our shelters and throughout the what we do in the community. So we encourage people, if you want to drop them right by St. Vincent de Paul, mm-hmm. any gently used or new coat, we definitely will accept that. But that's an important thing we do as well. Uh, Reaching out to those in need is is what St. Vincent de Paul's mission and ministry is all about. And so, uh, coats, uh, you know, we already had a cold snap in October, and we anticipate this mm-hmm. winter may be a little bit colder than last. And so that that will go a long way in helping us meet the need. Last month, we talked about our Sweet Dreams effort to bring a focus on what we yes. do at our Bishopot Sweet Dream Shelter, and we continue that, and that information is on our website at svdtbr.org because, as you mentioned, there are a lot of children in need, whether experiencing poverty or homelessness, reaching them and their needs is a priority for St. Vincent de Paul, not only here, throughout the Gulf Coast and throughout the country and actually throughout the world. Absolutely. Michael, what age groups can help volunteer? Because you've mentioned that a few times. I think that's your one of your greatest needs at the moment, especially with distributing Thanksgiving meals. Real quick, we have about a minute. Uh, no doubt. Thank you, Gabby. Uh, volunteers are always so critical to us. If a parent comes with a child, that that provides an opportunity for, you know, children, uh, you know, of all ages to participate with us as long as they have a parent with them. Uh, For certain job roles, whether it be uh, serving meals, you know, they have to be 16 or older to be on the serving line. Mm -hmm. And uh, so a variety of stuff, but that's all on our website at svdpbr.org where people can get that information and uh, participate in helping us to reach those who are truly in need. Michael, thank you so much for being with us. Michael Acaldo, President and CEO with St. Vincent de Paul in Baton Rouge. We're praying for you, and thank you so much for all that you do for the Baton Rouge area and community. Thank you, Gabby. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you, and I can't wait to talk to you all in Advent. (laughs) We will speak to you in Advent. Happy Thanksgiving. That website, again, is SVDP. 
www.bbr.org. I did link it in the comment section for today's Facebook Live video. Of course, uh, you can do, per periodically check their website as they update it with volunteer needs, uh, monetary donations, anything they need uh, for those Thanksgiving meals uh, and to help those who need it the most. So stay with us. Father Brett Mayer joins Alicia and Damien in the Baton Rouge studio to talk about All Saints Day. It's 45 past the hour on Wake Up. Happy All Saints Day to you. It is November 1st. Woo, the year is almost over, folks. Uh, stay with us. You're listening to Wake Up, Damian Collado, along with Gabby Smith and Alicia Quibito. And our in-studio guest right now, Father Brent Mayer. He is pastor at St. Agnes Catholic Church in Baton Rouge, here to talk about All Saints Day. Good morning, Father. Good morning. Hey, so... Uh, as a child or, or even as a priest, do anything special for All Saints Day? Uh, well, I mean, you know, certainly uh, I converted, so All Saints wasn't necessarily a thing on my mind until until my teens. But but remembering just the you know the church activities of of dressing up, you know, dressing up as the as the saints mm -hmm. around this time of year and 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 those kind of things. And uh, as as a priest, as a pastor, you know, seeing seeing people, you know, come in and and preparing, you know, preparing tombstones and, and the cemeteries and 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 you know all the all the things of this time of year of of just kind of as the as the fall the fall leaves start to to turn, it's a reminder naturally mm -hmm. that that we all leave this world, uh, and and so just the richness of of being able to to kind of lift our minds to the heavens and. And, and contemplate that. Yeah, for the mm -hmm. saints that are known and unknown, mm -hmm. I, I always look at even my parents who have passed away as saints. Yeah, and and I ask them to intercede periodically for certain things. And 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 to me, that that's a nice connection. I know some people say, "Oh, y'all are crazy, uh, you Catholics <laughs> asking." You know, they're gone. You know, what are you asking them to intercede or pray for you for? But it, I don't know. I don't know about them, but it works for me. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the, and, I mean, the scripture tells the Lord's not the God. He's not the God of the dead. He's the God of the living. You know, and so they're, they're, we're living here and they're living even more there. And, yeah. I mean, they, got, they got real life. <laughs> so how far back does this tradition go, if you want to call it a tradition, or at least the celebration? When did it all kind of begin? I, I don't know exactly the, the specific feast day beginning, but I mean, mm -hmm. we've, we've been honoring the saints from the first, I mean, at, at, at the very beginning, you've got, I mean, you can go and, and you know, St. Peter's in Rome is built on the tomb of Peter. And, and whenever they, they were doing excavations, what, in the 60s, I think, mm -hmm. uh, and they, they were looking on the tomb and they basically found Catholic graffiti of, you know, St. <laughs> Peter, pray for us. St. Peter, pray for, pray for my family. And, and so it was these people that, that, that had this, this, this intuition, this knowledge that, that just because the you know the saints are are not with us in the same sense, it doesn't mean that they're not with us yeah. still, and we can still kind of engage. And so from yeah from that that early those earliest days of of honoring the saints and knowing that there are specific saints for or specific feast days for saints individually, but like mm -hmm. you said, you know parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, friends, you know the all the the, the huge number of people who are not canonized, but we believe see the face of God you know, yeah. to, to celebrate them. 
Yeah. So. Do, does one have to be canonized in the church to to necessarily be considered a saint? You know what I'm getting at? Like like we were just talking about our mm -hmm. parents, our grandparents, aunt, uncle, good friend. Mm -hmm. You know, just someone uh, that you know is in your heart that that's in heaven. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the thing is when we think saints, we think you know saints with the capital S, yeah. right? Uh, you know the the Saint Francis and Saint Therese and yeah. you know and and those kinds the ones of things. you see statues. Of. Yeah, the statues yeah. one, and, and 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 that's certainly true. They're the ones who the church has said by virtue of the miracles and and you know these kind of intercessory things that that we know for sure that that's what you know they're in, so to speak. Um, but we also recognize that that the Lord the Lord's calling all of us to be saints, and all of us are called to be holy. And it doesn't mean that everybody has a, a, a very showy kind of a display of sainthood, mm -hmm. um, but but that the the course of the Christian life, if we believe the things that the church teaches us, our path, if we are faithful to Him, He is faithful to us, and we enter into the reward of heavenly life. And that's the great promise: is that, that yeah, well, you know, hopefully I'll be I'll be saints one day, yeah. Yeah. canonized or not. And at that point, we won't really care about it, but uh, <laughs> the race will be run. You get, yeah. you get your you get your uh, your personal record and and <laughs> move on. Well, I, I look at today's gospel reading. You know, the Beatitudes. Mm -hmm. That is the guide to becoming a saint. The yeah. recipe. And <laughs> yeah, you follow these uh, virtues, so to speak, and you'll you'll be in heaven. And isn't that the overall goal? Mm-hmm. That's it. You know, salvation of souls. And speaking of souls, All Souls Day is tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So we we have All Saints today. Share with a lot, a lot of our listeners of what the importance and significance is for All Souls Day. Yeah, All Souls is, well... It's it's the day to make them saints, really. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the that's kind of the purpose. Is is we recognize that 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 we as the body of Christ, the church, are are in three three spots, so to speak, uh, three conditions of soul. We're there's the church militant, us who are here in this life, and we're working at our salvation, running our race. And there's the church purgative, the church suffering, who is you know the souls who are in purgatory, who yeah. who know that they're. They're going up. They're just waiting for their number to be called. <laughs> Wait for the door. You know? Yeah, and uh, and those who are you know the church triumphant, who you know the the saints of God, and so you know our our part of our portion of of being able to to benefit the body of Christ is to be able to pray for our brothers and sisters who are in purgatory, and that's what All Souls Day does. It's one of the few days. It's one of I think two days in the year where a priest is actually permitted by law to offer three masses. Usually we can only offer a single mass. But on All Souls Day, every priest is permitted to offer three masses. So important it is, is, is it for us to, to pray for our, our, uh, our deceased loved ones? Uh-huh. Interesting. I didn't realize I didn't that. I didn't that either. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, there are a lot of folks, non-Catholics in particular, who feel like purgatory doesn't really exist. So mm. it's a waste of time on our end. But I, wow. we know purgatory exists. Yeah. It's and, the mercy of God. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we know that nothing unholy can enter into heaven and... None of us is perfect in this life, and so there's got to be some manner of, of purifying, mm -hmm. you know, of, of detaching. And, so, and the lighting of candles associated with that, mm -hmm. can you share a little bit about the, the meaning behind that? Is that to, to lighten their way to heaven? Or yeah. I'm, I'm asking, I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, a lighting, lighting of the candles is, is you know, kind of a, a way of, of making ourselves present to the Lord. Uh, you know, because the the candle that you light, you know, the the flame keeps burning mm -hmm. even after even if we've gone <laughs> gone from the church, the candle continues to burn, and so it's a, a reminder of our prayers being before the Lord, 
it's a it's a, it's that reminder of you know that's the the soot you know the the yeah. heat and, and whatnot kind of lifts up into the heavens and so our prayers are being lifted up to God the candle is being consumed and so there's this great imagery of, of the candle mm. really is a, a representative of Christ as well as as us as members of the body of Christ of, of allowing ourselves to be consumed by the Lord and, and lifted up and that our prayers might continue to to be offered into the heavens and and yeah it's you know the yeah the the, the great catholic both and yeah it's it's oh, it's yeah. recognizing that yeah. that yeah it's it's allowing by those prayers that they're it's lighting the way it's helping them to yeah to get closer to uh and, and is All Souls Day a holy day of obligation like All Saints Day? It's not a day of obligation, but it's certainly a wonderful day to go to church. Yes. <laughs> and it's a great day to get to Mass. Uh, there are some, uh, some, there's actually an indulgence uh, for All Souls Day particularly. Uh, so there's an, an indulgence available for, for the octave of All Saints, so November 1st through the 8th. But on November 2nd, particularly, there's a, a, a particular indulgence that kind of actually lowers the bar, right? Mm-hmm. So an indulgence is, is the church saying that, that all, all punishment due to sin is, is, is removed, uh, either if it's a plenary indulgence, which is complete, or partial, which is a small one. And so it's, it's the, you know, this is the church kind of getting rid of purgatory time. And so okay. on November the second, if somebody goes to if somebody goes to a church and does a couple of simple things, uh, you simply go to church, offer the Our Father to Hail Mary, go to confession sometime the next couple of weeks, receive communion that day or as soon as possible, and wow. a soul wow. is freed. Very good. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, That's great. Father, awesome. thank you so much for being with yeah. us. It's, it's always a pleasure. a pleasure. Time goes by yeah. so fast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's always got it's great information. <laughs> and yes. uh, thank you for being with us. Thank y'all. Yes. Gabby. Oh, yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you back here tomorrow at 7 a.m. Central Time. Johnny Aber joins us with his gospel reflection. Deacon Gerard Marie talks about his book called A Mom's Peace. Dina Dow with the Diocese of Baton Rouge joins us with an update. And Marie Meany talks about her book, When Expecting Doesn't Happen. So stay with us. Have a wonderful Tuesday and a great day. God bless. Wake up is a production of Catholic Community Radio.